Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the best bits. This is just the bits. It's Morgan here. And what we're going to do is count down seven segments from the Bobby Bone Show this week that y'all really loved. And we're just going to kick it off and get started because coming in hot at number seven, Lunchbox was dared to nap in public. And if he was able to do it without being interrupted for 15 minutes from himself or from an employee or anything like that, then he would get a hundred bucks from Bobby. And well, I'm just going to say he did it. And it was Nice and awkward, so here you go. Number seven. I mentioned on the air that I thought it'd be a funny segment if Lunchbox went into a mattress store because we had to, you know, we went through the whole process of like, okay, which sleep number do we want? That, that's our kind of bed. And so I had to go and like, go, they went to this, like laid on them, like, okay, I like this one now. <laughs> and so I was like, it'd be funny if Lunchbox just went to a store and just went to sleep, like testing it out. And I guess I offered money. I'm going to believe you. I said, Hundred bucks. Yes, and you told me I had to sleep for fifteen minutes. I said that that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know I said that long. Yeah, and you said so. You have to have someone witness it. And I was like, well, if I take my wife, he's not. Of course, my wife will just say I did it. So I hit up Abby. I was like, hey, I need you to meet me at a mattress store. So we Google mattress stores. I have, you know, don't know what they're going to look like. We show up. It is a tiny mattress store. <laughs> Abby, what it look like in there? Oh yeah, it was really small and like one employee. And you went in first, <laughs> but without lunchbox. Yes. So they, yeah, did, they didn't know before. you were together. Right. So I'm just looking at beds casually. But it seems for like him. for a long time you had to look at beds. <laughs> yes. I was waiting for him to get in there. I was like trying to like Google mattresses and act like I was interested. How long were you in the store before he actually walked in? Oh, man. Probably five to ten minutes. Wow. That would be an eternity. Yes. Just waiting yeah. for him yeah. to come in. So you walk in. Are you wearing pajamas or anything? Nope. Just wearing shorts, t-shirt, shoes. And I walk right up to the lady. She's sitting behind a desk. And I was like, yeah, ma'am, where are your soft mattresses? And she's like trying to tell me something I don't know. And she points at one right by her desk, <laughs> right next to her desk. And I said, are you nervous at all? Or do you feel just, no, I didn't care one bit. I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to fall asleep. It's going to be great. Did you it, feel like you could do it? No problem. Did you need a blanket? I have so many questions. I was like, man, I'm tired. It was three something in the afternoon. I hadn't had a nap yet. Did you not nap on purpose? Ding, ding, ding. So nice. I'd be tired. Mm-hmm. And so I get next to the bed and I said, do I need to take my shoes off? And 
Did you take your shoes off? No need to take your shoes off, man. Why? They have that pad on the bottom? No, no. They don't. They said no problem. No need to take them off. Wow. Okay, here's the first clip. This is you asking for a certain type of mattress. Uh, and then he apparently falls asleep <laughs> in this clip. Abby, but where are you when he's talking to the person? Is it awkward for you? Are you trying to stay? It's so small. <laughs> when he walked in, I was laying on a bed. <laughs> She's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just act like testing him out. Yeah. And so I just basically wandered around the store. I mean, it was literally in a strip center and it was just like the size of like a sandwich shop. Like, so you know, funny. like a Subway or a mm-hmm. Quizno or any of those. It was that small. Oh so, again, gosh. this first clip is you talking about it, but then does it cut to you? Like, laying, laying down or what? Yeah, yeah. You okay. go hear me sleep. All right, here we go. Which ones are your soft ones? A coiled uh, soft I don't one. know the difference. I'm just soft. I like soft, so I want to go try a soft one. Okay. Um, well, the, this one right here in front of you is considered. This one? All right, yes. should I take my shoes off? No, you don't have to. Okay. All right. All right. Close my eyes here. See? Practice sleeping. <laughs> you practicing here? I'm going to sleep. Man. You, are, you are going to sleep? That's it. <laughs> so we're hearing him go to sleep. Wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Is there something else here we're listening for? No, no, this is it. I, I go to sleep. Okay, so we, we have to play all this clip, though. With my oh, I my have gosh. 15 minutes of it. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Well, we're not playing 15 minutes of it, but you really literally do just to prove it? Yeah, I lay there. I, I love my phone running for 15 minutes. So, Abby, you watched him. Mm-hmm. And again, you had to stay there for 15 more minutes. Yes. More minutes. Uh-huh. Was the lady awkward at all? No, she was kind of at her desk. But I, I did see at one point she got her phone out and was trying to take pictures of him. Like, to, to did, show, because I'm sure she's never seen that. So Ever. Did lunch, first of all, did he really fall asleep? He really did. Like, I feel like I was hearing snoring. I didn't want to get too close to him because I just had to act like I didn't know him. So I just stayed over. But I feel like I kind of did hear snoring. Here is Lunchbox waking up after 15 minutes of sleep. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm rejuvenated, ready to go back to work. There you go. I just need, next time, we got to turn the music down a little bit. I mean, I need that. And then a blanket. I need a blanket next time, you know. Yeah, you literally don't give us that for that reason. Oh, man. Well, thank you. That was a good nap. You're welcome. No problem. Have a great day. You too. Oh, my gosh. She wasn't even like, do you want the bed? (laughs) No. She was so like, what is he doing? Because I I set the alarm in my pocket so you could, it would vibrate and it would go off. It woke you up. That's how I knew to wake up. Would you have slept all day? I'd have slept all day. That would have been awesome. And so then I walked out of the store. He wakes up, it's dark. The doors are locked. He can't get out. I walked out of the store and I went to the car and then Abby called me later and she said she talked to the lady afterwards uh, about what happened. And uh, Abby, what did she say? Oh, she, that, that was the funniest thing ever. She was like, I have never seen that in, in 10 years that I've been working in a mattress store that he came in during his break to take a nap. Well, then he also was like, all right, that'll do it. And then nothing about <laughs> buying the bed. Like it was so normal. Like, yeah, like all right, appreciate that. That's, you know what? You gotta, I'll invent you a hundred bucks right now. Nice job. Wow. Man. Good job man. wow. What was so funny is her desk was right there and they were kind of facing each other. Oh yeah. My, it was so awkward. You fall asleep so oh quickly and so easily. So quick. It's I, awesome. On man. an airplane, he'll go, all right, I'm going to sit down. And he starts just drool. Uh, like immediately yeah. starts coming out. Yeah, drool does come out. It, it happens. Any drool on the bed? 
I know. I was because here on the plane is it's I'm straight up and down. When I'm on my back, I don't drool. If I'm on my side or stomach or sitting up, drool comes out. I gotta say, this is excellent work. Yeah. It's worth the money. It's worth the money. Wow, Lunchbox killing it with 15 minutes of sleep. <laughs> Next up is find even more harder challenges, places for him to sleep, and see if he can do it. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go broke. Dang it. I'm going to enjoy this segment so much, I'm going to go broke. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Mitchell Timpenny was on the show this week, and he's just all around a really great, genuine dude. And he was talking about the valet job that he had when he was just starting out as an artist. He had just signed a publishing deal and needed a side gig, and he was valeting cars. And he valeted Tim McGraw's car, Martina McBride's. Just some fun stories that came from him talking about these jobs that he had before he full-on was able to pursue the artist thing. So, y'all, give it up. I mean, Mitchell Timpenny, he's just awesome. If you don't listen to his music, make sure you check it out. But this interview is great. And without further ado, here's Mitchell Timpenny and Bobby Bones. Number six. There's a lot of things to say right now. (laughs) Number one is, your voice is, what, 70%? Yeah, if if it's that, yeah. And he brought a guitar, and he was going to fight through it. <laughs> he was going full, like, torn ACL. He's still going to play the game. But I was like, don't don't hurt yourself any worse. So I'm glad. First, congrats on the number one song. Thank you. Thank you all for that. No Absolutely. need to push a voice. We can play yeah. studio versions of what you've done. And, and thirdly, you. if you want to come back in and perform any other time, let us know. Thank you, soon as it, As soon as it's back in, like, don't stress out about it. Um, but I would bet that your voice even torn up is better than what? 60% of country music? Guys? Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. No, yeah. Let's talk first. Oh, you were, the last time you were supposed to come in, you got sick. No, my brother was sick then, and so that was during COVID. It wasn't COVID. It was just just a normal flu, but uh, yeah, we that was, we were being very precautious then, so. And we appreciate that. No, of course. Thank you. So, Mitchell Tenpenny, <laughs> you, you got another number one. I don't know. What, what? I remember the first time I heard this, I was like, that's the most cutting song I've ever heard. Oh, man. In a loving way, in, in, a, in a lovely way toward you. <laughs> because it's like, stop telling lies about me. I won't tell the truth about you. And I'm like, dude. Dang, <laughs> you want to yell Jerry, Jerry at the end of it. <laughs> Let me play a hook of this song that just went number one from Mitchell Tenpenny. If you quit telling lies about me, I won't tell the truth about you. When whomever said that line, did the room yeah. go, oh! Yeah, I mean, that's literally how it was. Uh, Matt Alderman, one of the co-writers, Thomas Archer and Matt Alderman, I wrote with, and Matt said something like, man, quit lying about me, and I and, I, there's, and I promise I won't tell the, all the truth about you or something like that. And I was like, I know exactly how to write this song. Like, I've, I've been there, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've probably, you know, done it too, where you, where you tell a different story. You want a better story on breakups sometimes, you know, when you're growing up and um, I don't know. It just hit me kind of hard that day when I heard it, and you know, we massaged it to the way the melody is now. But that's like back of the bus. Oh, it's like a freestyle when you hit hit the good rhymes. Yeah, so. that's good, man. The album's called "This Is the Heavy." What does that mean, man? Uh, I I love rock and roll music too. I kind of come from that. I used to be a drummer in a band and a screamer. So uh, the heavy, the lyrically, it's a little heavier. But you know, everything else, the production is a little bit heavier. Country is the lyrics. Through and through on this, I'll, you know, country storytelling to me, so we stayed that lane. But turn the guitars up a little bit, gain them up a little bit, you know, put the drums a little bit more forward in the mix. It's just heavier. It's just a little heavier, and you know, I think the lyrics because I'm a little older and life has happened a little bit more. They're they're a little heavier. So I just thought the title sounded cool, and then it kind of mixed and it all kind of blended in together with 
know where I was trying to go with this next record. But it's also the first song, too. This is the heavy, right? Am I right? Yeah, it's an yeah. intro track. It's an intro track into the song, too. So um, I, I miss records with intro tracks, and it just kind of sets the tone for the record, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like Ladies and gentlemen, the music you're about to listen to is going to take you to an all-new place. A place that only few people have ever discovered. Your bones are going to ache. Now I feel like we missed out on Your something. muscles are going to quake. Uh, so you, uh, t- tonight, Mitchell, Mitchell's record comes out, This is the Heavy, and you know it's 20 songs. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, it's a lot of songs. I know. It's are they been- all good or just some of them? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm a little biased on them, but uh, yeah. you can you can be honest with me. Uh, I, uh, you know, it's been four years since the last record, and, and we started with eleven. And I was like, ah, it's got to have this other song. I can't not put this song on. And I was like, man, can you call him and ask if we can do fourteen? And then I was like, eh, what about sixteen? And then it got to nineteen, and I was like, ah, we got to make it twenty. You got to twenty. Gonna, the OCD's got to go. Yeah, you got to go twenty. It's, like, it's got to be two vinyls, you know. And we could have gone to way more. It's just a lot of music was written in the last three years for me personally, and. It's hard to pick, and especially in this time, you know, I think people like a lot of music. So, and it'll go quicker than you think, too. Those twenty songs will be yeah. One of them's nineteen seconds. The there's one oh, wow. nineteen second song. Oh. And there's one song forty one. Well, that's seconds. the intro track. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Oh, there's one eleven seconds. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yeah. know, but the, the label cut them all down. <laughs> He's like, yeah, do twenty. Yeah, you were in school to be a songwriter. You went mm-hmm. and you studied songwriting. I always think the art's a weird thing to study. Yeah, it wasn't really. It was. It wasn't really songwriting, like studying songwriting. It was just putting you in a class with other songwriters and meeting them. They didn't teach you how to write songs. They just told you to write songs, and then we would share them. Would I, you ever hear one that yeah. was terrible? I mean, I don't. I don't think anybody's songs terrible. Yeah, well, I've heard if, a few. If, yeah, I've heard a few. Yeah. If, if you come out and say it, I don't. I mean, who am I to say a song's terrible? But uh, there's definitely people that you know probably needed to do a different thing. Mm-hmm. But it was, did you tell him that? I definitely did not, because mm-hmm. I probably at that time <laughs> definitely sounded like I needed to as well. When you graduated and you're working construction, what 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 <laughs> did you do daily? Because I work. Listen, I roof yeah. houses. I've, yeah. But every job is so different. What did you do? I think mostly I'm you know up in the rafters doing insulation and drywall. Oh man! Mostly. And then you were wearing masks before COVID had them. Yeah, we were wearing masks and just the itchy, you know, all that fiberglass in your arms every day. I was I was over it, man. It was. Yeah. So you're doing that. What were you doing when you got the, when you finally were like, okay, I can actually make money as a songwriter and I don't have to do this anymore. What was the job you quit? Um, I was, I was still valeting cars when I got my publishing deal to supplement because your first publishing deal is not, the draw is not very good. I mean, it's enough to make you quit a, a, a job to, you know, kind of work full time there, but I still needed extra, extra cash to live. So I was valeting cars. So I think I quit that for sure. You ever take the change out of the middle? <laughs> no, I never did. Okay, okay. Someone's car? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's valeting cars. I wonder. I always wonder what they're doing. In Honestly, mm-hmm. I was so scared. I was. I never wanted someone to accuse me of stealing. So I would make sure that I be left money anything. for them. <laughs> extra money. There was an extra five every time Mitchell parked your car. I did not have an extra five back then. I promise. I wish. Anybody cool ever drop off their car? Yeah. Um. You know, I I parked uh Tim McGraw's um. One of his, uh, shoot, well, it was a Bentley back then. Like, I thought you, it was the coolest what? car in the you world. You drove a Bentley? I don't even care about Tim McGraw. I'm just like, you drove a Bentley? <laughs> yeah, I drove, well, I part, no, I left it right up front Stony River. I only moved it like two more feet. And then uh, Martina McBride came out one time and she was with her producer and they both had separate cars and she was handing me a $100 bill. I could see it in her hand. I was like, that's going to make my week. And her producer goes, no, 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 I'll take care of him when he gets oh, ours. I was, like, no. I was like, oh, man, maybe I'll get double. I get both cars. It was a $5 bill. And I was like, oh, man. 
What? Oh. I just lost 95. That's funny. That's crazy. Dang, that's terrible. <laughs> Martino was coming hard with the hundies. <laughs> she was coming hard with the hundies. Wow. <laughs> Did you get nervous driving the big fancy cars? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't very good at driving a stick. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. learn on a stick. And there was a, I, I moved a Ferrari one time in front of a steakhouse and I, you know, I stalled it out. And the, the guy was so nice. He just, he leans in, he goes, racing clutch. And he smiled at me and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> anybody else want to help me park this car? Wow. I always wonder if some of these cars are really weird on the inside and like the, yeah. the park drive reverse, all that's in different places and stuff. You ever get in one, just get confused? Yeah, there was, there was a couple cars. It was right when the push button was starting to be a thing. And, uh. And the nicer like Mercedes and BMWs and stuff, and I never had that. So I, there was a couple cars where it took me a minute to figure out how to start it. Once, this is how big of an idiot I am. I have a car that you don't put when the keys in it. That's like the keys yeah. starting the car. And I left it running, but I kept the key in my pocket. And went and had dinner. Then they couldn't move it, and they didn't know where I went because we went to a restaurant <laughs> that wasn't the one. I just wanted to use that ballet spot. <laughs> so they couldn't find me. Oh wow, yeah. And the car sitting there. And it just stayed there the whole time running. Oh, it stayed, stayed running. Well, I just got my first with the keys like that. And I, I'm, I've always been confused if I run off with the key, what's going to happen? It'll stay there and they'll look for you it. and they'll be confused and you'll come back and they'll be mad at you. <laughs> That'll basically be how that goes. I can, what, I can help you out there. Well, someone left, did that to me once. You know, we had the little box with the keys and someone decided to leave their car there and go to another restaurant. And at the end of the night, I'm like, I have still have this key left, but there's no one in the restaurant that this key belongs to. And I got to go. And so I thought, you know, I lost somebody's everything, mm-hmm. you know. And if it was, if I had to call my boss. He had to come down. He was so mad at me. And then all of a sudden, they walk across the street, and they get in their car and take off. And I was like, oh, well, there it was, I guess. <laughs> See, listen, Mitchell Timmy's a big star, but he's still, <laughs> no. he's still like us, you know? Yeah. He still even remembers what it was like to be the common man. Uh, and what is it like to transition from being the common man to a big star? I'm still extremely common. Man, man look so at this guy. <laughs> it's crazy. You have two number ones this year. So obviously, Truth About You, which yeah, just went you. number one. And then at the end of the bar, yeah. which also was a number one with you and Chris Young. It's crazy, man. Thank you. It's It's been a minute since Drunk Me, so... I'm just, I truly am honored and uh, just grateful to be back in country radio, man. I don't want to wear your voice out too much, <laughs> but, but I do want to bring up one thing. And in the video for Good and Gone, Good yeah. And Gone yeah, you were breaking stuff. Yeah, one, your, of, one of those, uh, what do you call them? Like the, Chaos the, rooms? Yeah, the rooms what? you go in with a hammer and just yeah. start. Awesome. Start, yeah, I, well, they brought that up, like, what if you did this? And I was like, I've never done that, and I've heard about those. Let's let's try it. It was, it was a lot of fun. I can see why people need to go do that. Sometimes. You liked it? It was fun. I mean, you you can definitely get hurt in there by accident. Like you get carried away. Like, like you. So you walk through a room and you. How pick hard up. are you going? What are you harboring in there? <laughs> no, no, that- I mean, you got a sledgehammer and an yeah. old TV. <laughs> Everyone's gonna go the same. Uh, you're gonna go hard. But yeah, you you walk through a room and you pick out the things you want to. They have a price on them, and you like, I'm gonna break that. I'm gonna break that. You so pay like, as you go. Well, the label pay for this one. I wouldn't have spent the but money. But that's what it that. is, though. You pay I'm as cheap. you go. Yeah, you pay as you go. So like. Like, he might break a couple stuff, and it and it's, takes five minutes. And you're like, dang, that's not long enough. So they, they know. It's a good business. I mean, we like, we need to start a wrecking room somewhere. It's pretty easy. You know, Amy's been and has, you know, she's like, I want to break something. She's yeah. kind of turned, she's like jumping a swimming pool fully clothed. You know, she's been going through. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, well, I, I that's mean, great. We, just, no, we got her a TV to do that here, though. We, yeah. we brought her an old TV, and she went to town on it. Oh, no way. Did you? Yeah. We good. went in the back alley, and I had, I guess, a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. And I got to just... 
beat up the TV. I love, was it an old box one or like a flat no, screen? No, it was like a flat screen. Yeah. yeah, we literally took it from his office. We were just like, let's get <laughs> I it. I think it was my oh, old. Oh, Eddie yeah, gifted yeah. it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Here's it what I want to say. Good. Mitchell, congr- first, uh, congratulations on the number one song. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, tonight, This Is The Heavy Is Out, and you can go ahead and do the, whatever it is, pre-save, or you can pre-save Mitchell's <laughs> next Albums. I don't know how that all that's but it's there tonight. Mitchell's record is. And when your voice is back, if it's next week and you yeah. want to come up and play next week, you're welcome to. If it's two Thank weeks, you, man. we can do it again. You can perform. <laughs> We've tried twice. <laughs> and I told whomever, I was like, hey, if his voice isn't good, don't worry about it. We'll do it next week. Mitchell yeah. shows up and he's like playing, he's with the guitar back there and he's like, Ugh. And I'm like, bro, there's no there's no need. <laughs> There's no need. So we appreciate the effort that, for, of being here. And we know you were going to play, but no need. Always. Let us know when you're good. Thank you, man. Let's do it again. And congratulations on everything. Man, All right? That, that means the world. Thank you. There he is. Mitchell 10 Penny, yeah. everybody. All right. You guys follow him. M, the number 10 Penny. M, 10, the number Penny. The end. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. 
kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. On the show this week, we did a millennial movie review by yours truly. I talked about watching Stand By Me for the very first time. Now, this was a favorite of Bobby and Lunchbox and Eddie's, and they kind of hyped it up before I watched it. And I did have some good things to say about it, though this movie made me very sad and I don't appreciate that when I watch movies so you can hear my entire review right now and if you know I think Stand By Me actually holds up over time number five I'm not a big movie guy but I love Stand By Me it's from 1986 I don't think I watched it until I was a little older but Stand By Me the kids and like Jerry O'Connell that's right that was him back yeah. in the mm-hmm. day Trey oh, yeah it's so, so good, good. Leeches they just yell a lot, huh? They did, yeah. yeah. They were kids, so yeah. <laughs> but it was awesome. And it was based, I haven't seen it forever, like in the 60s though, right? But wasn't yes. it like made in the 80s, but based in like in the 60s? Yes, if maybe, maybe even childhood. the 50s. Yeah. So we all talked about how much we loved it. It's a 91% positive on Rotten Tomatoes. And so we had Morgan watch it. It's our millennial movie review. First time you'd seen it, right? First time I'd seen it, even heard of it. It's only an hour and 29 minutes. Those are the good old oh, days. Oh, awesome, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what did you watch it on? I actually watched it on Amazon. I had to rent it. It's not anywhere else to watch. You can't stream it. It's okay. Sorry about that. So what did you think it was about before you watched it? Like going into it, your thoughts? Well, I saw four boys and in the thing it says serious life lessons. I'm like, great. This is another Goonies movie. That's my initial first thought was I'm about to watch another Goonies. Did you watch another Goonies? It felt that way at first because it's these four kids and they, you know, come from these rough life scenarios and they're coming together and kind of go on an adventure. But that adventure is really dark and stand by me. They're they're searching for the dead body. Yes. Yeah, it's spoiler. If you haven't uh, seen it by now, you ain't watching it. It's been it. out for yeah. a long time. They're searching for the dead body. Again, you have to help me because I haven't seen it in a long time. It was rumored. Uh, how, why, so why were somebody the saw the dead body and uh, one of the kids overheard people talking about it. Got it. Okay. Yes. And they're like, you know what? We'll go find it. We'll be the heroes. They wanted to sh- show the town that they're better than everybody thought that they actually were. And so they go on this huge adventure. You guys mentioned the train. It's a whole thing happens. And I enjoyed it, but I just felt bad for these kids the entire movie. They have really rough lives. They go and find a, another kid's dead body. Then they're dealing with like older brothers who are really mean to them. And <laughs> uh, and then they're crying halfway throughout because they're learning life lessons while they're on this adventure. And you just feel bad for each character throughout. So I was like, this is not a funny movie. And I was like, this is Wait, really serious. No, no, no one, one said it was said funny. That. No one said it. We no, just said it was excellent. I think you just attached Goonies to it I know, too much. I did. Because yeah. I found, I saw the four boys and I was like, great, this is the Goonies. They're going on an adventure. So it wasn't funny at all. And it had a, a lot more emotions and more seriousness attached to it. So I did enjoy it from that aspect. But I just really ended up feeling sad the entire time. Did you think the leech scene was funny? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, also weird to watch a little kid like reach look, down in his look pants. Look at his underwear. <laughs> Find a big leech. That felt weird. <laughs> that was a weird kid. That's a weird scene to watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. Too. It really was. And I thought I got leeches on my wiener everywhere I went. Now every, every body of water, I was like looking down to see if I had leeches on yep. me. What do you what do you rate it? So 
I did enjoy it. It wasn't my favorite movie I've watched, but I give it 3.5 out of 5 leeches. Mm. That's pretty strong. It's good. 3.5 out of 5 is good. Did it hold up? Since it was 86, do you feel like any of you not liking it was because of how grainy it looked or any of the, how it was shot or looked old? Not grainy, but there's definitely like words and things they say in there that do not hold up now. Well, but they were in the 50s. I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's It doesn't hold up because there's a lot of things you wouldn't say now and you wouldn't talk about that way. So for that reason, I would say it probably doesn't hold up now. Three out of five, 3.5 out of five leeches. I like it. It's good. Would yeah. you recommend it to somebody your age? Probably not. Uh, wow. Hater. That's crazy. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> Uh, quickly, anyone watched a good movie lately at all? We haven't jumped back into Elvis yet on HBO Max. Oh, I Max. want to watch that. It's it's seven hours long, so prepare yourself. It's not that long. I yeah, can yeah. watch it over They need an intermission, even when you're watching it at home. <laughs> they need to stop it and go, I'll okay. treat it like a TV show. Yeah, they should force you to turn the TV off so you can enjoy it. But yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, any movies at all? I don't have a movie. Uh, Woodstock documentary. Amazing, guys. Let <laughs> Wait, me tell did you, you watch the second one? I'm about to start oh, the oh. one from 99. Yeah, you saw the first one we talked about. Yeah, right? I know, but I just wanted to reiterate how <laughs> awesome it was. And 99 is coming up. Yeah, you'll like that. I think you'll like that one personally even better because you'll recognize a lot of the people on there from when you were in high school. Okay. Eddie, anything? You seen any movie lately at just all? Just Pinocchio. Saw that last week. Um, it's great. I mean, it really is, but it's just weird. I mean, it's dark. It's definitely not the way I remembered the cartoon being. Yeah, I didn't remember any of the sad stuff about the cartoon. Yeah, man, it's very sad. I don't, know, I don't know if I've ever seen the cartoon. I just know the story. I have another fun fact about it that I learned. Uh, his name is Pinocchio because he's made of pine. Pinocchio. Didn't know that. I don't think they said that in the original movie. What's Okio, though? I think it's they're Italian. So Okio. it's just like Pinocchio. All right, Morgan, thank you. Your next challenge is going to be to watch Beetlejuice. Yes! Oh. Beetlejuice. Have you ever seen Beetlejuice? You know, I've seen a lot of pop culture things from it, but I don't think I've watched it front to end. Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice, and if you say his name three times, he shows up. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come I mean, me it's fall, home. too, so now I can get in the spirit of Halloween. Yes, it's perfect timing. Which yeah, is exactly why I wasn't, but sure. <laughs> that's exactly it. And it's on, it looks like it is going to be on, what is it, Mike? Peacock. Do you have Peacock? I do have Peacock. Love it. All right. Thank you, Morgan. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. It's always fun getting to hear about Amy's kids, and she shared an update this week on her son playing football. She had shared on Instagram his official football photo, which is really cute, and you can see that at bobbybones.com. But she also talked about if he's liking it, how it's been going, and there is something that he's afraid of when he plays this sport. And, you know, you might relate to it. Maybe you were like this playing sports growing up, or maybe your kids are like this now. So here it is. Amy talks about her son and him playing football. Number four. Amy's son is playing football for the first time, which is awesome. He's he's really small. Yeah, he's one of the smallest on the team. Yeah. If but, not the. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I admire that he, he's out there. But he's got hustle. He does. Yeah. And so how's it going? I mean, it's going. He loves it so much. Like, And it's not like he's getting tons and tons of playing time, but he doesn't have any expectations for it. So it's awesome. I love his team. I love his coaches. What's his team's name? It's Navy. Like they're, they're the Navy? They have colors. It's oh, they're a color. They don't have a mascot? Well, they're part. he's part of a league, and the league has a name, and then inside the league, you're on a color. Each team has a color. Oh. Because they couldn't even get, like, That's an weird. animal? That is really weird. <laughs> I haven't seen an animal. Ah, they could be, like, the the Navy. What's the animal starts to end? The n- Navy. N- 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 Nipper. 
Nipper. What's that? a nipper? I don't know. That beats called a, the color than a nipper. <laughs> are there any animals that start with N? No. Or anything that starts with N? Is the, have we found the animal? Le- the, Interesting. The, the Neanderthals? I mean, that's not an animal, but yeah. the, I can't believe they don't have a mascot. So, but have they... Yeah, they won last weekend. Uh, we're, I mean, I think that they're on a winning streak. I don't have the full total. of the, He hasn't scored anything. He's played safety, but also another position that I can't remember. Um, I love it. He, he's always waiting on the sideline. The coach, even the last game we were at, the coach had to yell at him to step back, step back. Cause coaches get into it. Like they're really into it. They're yelling. And I just thought, oh, he just got yelled at to step back. But I love that he was eager to be on the line watching the game. Has he been hit hard? Yeah. And he's very scared of that. Yeah, me too. I was yeah. always scared. I, of that. I don't know fun. that I should publicly say that. Why? I say it now. I hate it getting hit. It's okay. not fun. Well, so if he ever hears this, I just don't want someone to be like, oh, so you're because I guess kids at school sometimes listen and they might be like, oh, I heard you're scared to get hit. <laughs> I well, I would that. like to say I was scared and still am scared to get hit yeah. as an adult man. No, that's a big fear. Like he get, he gets in the car and he's like, oh man, I was really scared to get tackled. He's But he's been reminded by everybody that knows football, like just go all full force. Like don't, you'll get hurt if you don't go all in. And are you watching any like game tape of him? Yeah, they have a website you can go to where you can watch the end, everything. They load it up. A dad films it. It's a little shaky, but <laughs> uh, he could watch it. And he's watching other. He's watching college and the other um, NFL. Yeah. yeah, he's watching all the. Oh boy! Oh. Listen, that had it started first. One. College games started first, so he started with college, and then NFL came. And he sits down and wants to learn from the pros. I saw the picture you posted of him on your Instagram, and you just wrote "dead" on it. Yeah. It's a good picture. Yeah, except for that was confusing to some older people, I guess, in our family that followed. They thought he was dead? What? They well, thought he died playing oh football? Oh, my goodness. Says, oh, my gosh. I got a text message that, um, and it was very serious. It was not a joke. It's just from older people that didn't understand quite what dead meant. And so they were confused by the post. And I thought, could you imagine if that is how I announced our child she died. Just says dead. And it's like a football picture where he's looking tough. Yeah. Like this is how we lost wow. our son. I mean, there's that that picture is pretty legit too. There's it's like an awesome smoke picture. Smoke and yeah. lights. And dead. All that's Photoshop, by the way. So will you explain to our listeners what dead means in case Dead means he looks so stinking cute in this picture that I die. Like it's so cute and awesome that I'm dead. It's a saying, it's an expression. It doesn't mean... You've been moved with so much emotion or feeling or reaction that it has caused you to die in a figurative sense. Yes. There you go. Okay, well, good luck to him. I'm, I'm excited for him. Yeah. Okay, can you catch? Yeah, he can catch. And he can throw. I mean, he doesn't have much opportunity to do it, but when we throw in the... I mean, I can throw too. Quite okay, honestly. she made it about her. Okay, we're going to get the song now. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. A bit controversial of a segment this week, Scuba Steve talked about the conversation him and his wife have had to be having lately in the last several months ever since she got pregnant with their third child. And uh, the show kind of went at him. Some of y'all listeners went at him. It was, you know, just a lot happening in this segment. But I encourage you to listen to it and see some different perspectives and also check out the engagement online. If you got a, a strong opinion, you can share it with us there. You can call on the voicemail line. And let Scuba, because he's got to listen to those voicemails, though. So y'all be nice. Everybody needs to be nice out there. Okay, but this was a controversial segment on the show this week. Number three. Scuba Steve is our executive producer, which means he's calling the shots from behind the glass. 
Scuba, what's happening in your personal life right now? So we have a third child coming, and my wife is now looking at the situation as, do I continue on working, or do I move forward with being a stay-at-home mother? Has she ever been a stay-at-home mom? Never. She's worked since she's 15 years old, so almost 20 years. So on the third kid, now you guys have to make that decision based on how much it would cost for childcare? Yes, it's kind of like outweighing that, like how much money she's bring in versus what we pay for that, and it almost breaks even, so it's not worth it to have the nanny anymore. So if it breaks even, well, but what about her mental health, and what about you? Because if she doesn't want to do it, but still, let's say it does help a bit financially, I mean, her how she feels about it has got to be a big deal, right? That's the biggest concern is that because you've done something for so long, like imagine you leaving radio to become a stay-at-home father. That'd be cool, but it'd be very tough because you're changing up what you've always known and her independence and going to work and just all those things that you're not going to have anymore because you're tied to three kids at home, can't go anywhere. These conversations have been had between you two. This is the first time you've talked about it, right? Here on the show? Can you yes, imagine? Yeah, yeah. Scuba would do that crap. <laughs> be like, I'm really nervous about talking to her about it. What, 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 what's the conversation been like for you two? So we've been talking about it for the last few months, um, just outweighing the financial side of things, which is the most important because we have to pay for ourselves and pay for them. But then, of course, the, the mental side of things. And we've made the decision to, for her to walk away from work, and it's going to happen at the end of this month. So she's doing it. Who really wanted that to happen? Um, I think, well, I've always wanted it. Like when I took this job initially and when I left LA and moved here to Nashville about two years ago, uh, we had kind of a conversation and she promised me she'd be a stay at home mother. But then a month or so later, she went right back to work. And I have to respect that as her husband and her partner to say that she wants to go back to work. I understand that at the time we could afford our lifestyle without her going to work, but she wanted it. So I gave it to her. But now we're at a point with three children. She's got to stay home. So you really wanted it. I really wanted it from the from the start and now, yes. Oh. I want my I want my wife raising my children. Not nothing there's nothing Here wrong go, with man. an Annie or anyone else. Here we go. She's great. <laughs> but I, but I but I my mom was a was a stay-at-home mom and she raised us and gave us all our foundations and everything and I would like for my wife to be that as well. So based on how you grew up, mm-hmm. you want to make your wife do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. With, yes. Yeah. How does she feel about it still? She's well. She's very nervous. She, she's like she cried at her last meeting last week because she has to leave this job that oh, she loves. No. Um, mm. So it's very it's very tough. With three kids, could you have afforded for her to go to work? Yes, she can go to work. But then it's almost like, what's the point of going to work? You're paying for the nanny, and then there's no that, money left over. That, your her desire health. to work. Yeah, and she's not what, raising your kids. So that's also here, you got to take that into account. Here's the thing that stands out to me. Well, first of all, we can't pass down how we were raised and things like we can't bring that into our own lives as much as we want to. You have to like forge your new way. Then she promised you she would do it. And then when she got here, she realized, oh, shoot, that's not really what I wanted to do. So she went back to work. That speaks volumes to me here about what she really wants. But do you think she promised you that she would do it only to satisfy you at that time that she really didn't even want to do it then? Maybe that could have right. been that. Yeah, well, she gave it a try and then was like, "Oh god!" It was like only a month though. Wasn't it much of a try? Wasn't much of a try? Wow. Okay, Amy, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just no. I I just feel for her because you know I always thought whenever I became a mom I would leave this show and there was actually times where I mean if I had gotten pregnant I had thought well I'm going to be a stay at home mom so I might as well quit I got to raise a baby and then it it 
it worked out to where I adopted older children that would go into school, so I never had to. But I think had it come down to it, I would have tried to stay with the show because I I love my job. I, I love what I do. And even though I had made that promise to my husband and our family, and that's what I said I was going to do, I would have gone back on it. And it probably would have been a difficult conversation in our home too. So I get where Steve is coming from. But you have to do what's best for her mentally. She's going to resent you. Especially if you can afford it. Yeah. I feel like she's being bullied into this a little bit. <laughs> Listen, if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, that's awesome. I, yes. think, I think that's amazing. But it's, it's you know... It's not for everybody. It, right. It's for some people and those stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads. Yes. That you're a bit, you're a fundamental reason. You're the reason your child has whatever they have, right? Yeah. I mean, you're there with them every day. You're making a difference. But if you don't want to do it, if it's, I don't think you're a good, I don't think you can be a good one if you don't have the desire to actually do it. And it doesn't mean you love your kids any less or they're going to be less supported in any way. But, Scuba, I would encourage you to talk to someone about it. He just did. He talked to us. No, we're not experts. And he talked to his wife. She she made a promise. I think he made her promise. I think he made her make a promise. (laughs) Right. And she tried it. Uh, Not really much of a try. A month? Good- I mean, imagine if you had a kid and you said, hey, I want you to go try college and they go for a month. That's ah, not for me. Would you be like, OK, cool. You know, you gave it a try. Or would you be like, no, you need a to stick it a out. A pretty good sample size. Though, you need to stick it out for a semester. Scuba, can you, yeah. can she, do- OK, make a deal. <laughs> OK. Have her do a semester. OK, oh semester of being a stay at home mother. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- yeah, stay at home mom. OK. I, no, I'm just using what Lunchbox is saying and say, hey, look, absolutely. Um, I, I understand your desire to not be home all the time with the kids. Um, so what if you do it this time for four months and if after four or five months, you still are like, I don't think this is for me. We can actually readdress that. Yeah. And I think you leave the option open for both of you. She doesn't feel like she's being painted into a corner or has painted herself into a corner by saying this. Now I got to live up to my promise. A promise that you made her give anyway. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, Amy brings up a great point. You are holding her to your standard because of your mom. Okay. Now, it would be a great compromise if after a few months, she still was a stay-at-home mother, but to satisfy the need of going to work, she works from home, like part-time. But I think probably people that want to work, it's more about Getting a, so- away. a social... Getting out. Yeah. yeah. Like, so- we'll go out and do stuff. No, no, no. Oh no just you. She sees you all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm here a lot, but yeah, she'll get to see me more, maybe. Maybe. Okay. okay. This is all I'm going to say. Okay. I love it that you guys are having these conversations about your kids. That's great. Yeah. I think she promised you initially only to go, okay, this will never happen. Or she gave it a shot. And then she, she gave it a shot and didn't, didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. She ain't gonna like it this time either, buddy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I I just think that this needs more conversation with experts and you should open yourself up to therapy because Yeah, I'll talk to both of you at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this to her too. Uh, but instead of saying forever, say let's try it for Four or five months, make it a number and say, hey, let's readdress it then. And if you're just absolutely not happy, let's figure out how to make you happy. Okay. Okay. That's good advice. Oof. Three. I vote three months. I feel like four or five, six months. How long is a semester? No, no. A semester is too long. She's not a college (laughs) student. She's an adult woman. (laughs) And she, she, it's like, I don't even even believe we're having to give her this. Okay. Four months, Scuba. I said five months. Four months. Okay. Okay. Four months. That's a good compromise. Sounds like a semester to me. Yes. It is. (laughs) All right, Scuba. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. Do you want to say when you're having your next kid? Can you? Yeah, it's January. January, I think January 6th is the due date. And she's already told her job she's leaving? Yeah, she's leaving at the end of this month. She's out. And she cried. She, she cried. She already has a replacement I know we said last meeting she cried, but I didn't know. Yeah, it, she's gone. <laughs> mm. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's the best bits of the week. Show.
with Morgan number two. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. The awesome group Little Big Town stopped by the studio. They just dropped a new album and talked about the different songs on it. Also, one of the songs in particular took them years to write. And I say them, but it's actually just one of the band members who has been working and writing the song. And finally, he finished it and was ready to put it on a record after everyone heard it. So I encourage you to listen to this entire interview. If you want to watch and see them all laughing and smiling, sitting in the studio together, that's fun too. You can check that out at bobbybones.com. Number two. Good morning, everybody. Good, Good morning, morning, Bobby. Hello. And How are you? So do you guys know, and maybe it's gotten back to you, that I can't say the name of your song. What? Uh, oh, yeah. You don't cuss. I remember this from our little podcast. Is that why we're losing that's it? A podcast. Okay, okay really, though, here's what I have <laughs> Here's a real question. Yeah, Bobby is that really it. a curse word? Well, in context, if you said, yeah, 
we're going to hell, I would say no, because that's a place. <laughs> Theoretically. <laughs> but it's, right. But when it's a right. feeling. But Bobby, I used to not cuss either, but mm. then. Life. Well, Those three? And then, yeah, hanging yeah. out with degenerates. <laughs> and then we came along. But they say it, so if we're ever going to do it, I'll say, hey, here's a new Little Big Town song. Hey, but, hell yeah. Yeah. What if you said, what if you said, <laughs> what if you said, hell yeah? I would, uh, I would never say that. No. Hell yeah. I would never. Uh, hell? What about- even Scotty McCreary's song, which is like a 10 year number one. Mm. I wouldn't okay. say it. He, oh, the, he cut us a version of dang straight. What do you think is going to happen oh. if you do say it? Well, I people understand. in your business don't cuss because then if you get in the habit of cussing and then you mess up on the radio. I, that think, strictly moral. I think most people in my business cuss a whole lot. But <laughs> yeah. I, Well, yes. Yes. I, not, yeah, they do. If I write, I because again, I do clean comedy and I write kids books. and I, I write, love that, Bobby. Thank you. I've got kids. I say hell. I know, but I, I don't want to crutch it because I will. I used to curse, but it's, it'll always be a crutch for me. My kid says hell. Well, <laughs> see, that's what happens. Because of yeah. our song, so does mine. <laughs> yeah, the kids love this song. What, what happens if you do say it? What's, I'll break my streak of like four years. Oh, so I it's, competitive. it's competitive. I only say it in songs, Bobby. And I completely understand. And if I was acting, if that's someone was I'm like, doing. this is a role and you're going to play the role of F word guy. I'd be like, well, okay, okay. I got to go and yeah. say it. Yeah. So what, what's I mean, the next single? F no? <laughs> yes! If you, were playing, if you were playing the role of Sam no. Elliott, you'd have to say it. <laughs> the, song, the song is really good. Thank the you. new album's out today. Thank you. I just, did, I just won't say the name of That's it. That's fine. Didn't hurt Scotty McCreary. If anything, it helped him. <laughs> That's fine. Because we talked about it a bunch and all, it became a little story. And awesome. so I, I'm protesting your song. We, we, <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. It's anything for a story. I'm protesting um, it yes. actually. And I think yes. everyone should. Uh, Would you put it, it on a billboard? It should be a big success. <laughs> Would you write it on a billboard? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. There, you know, I don't know. I was just saying, you know, if you want to advertise or something. So n- new album out today. At this point, you guys have had so much success over so many years. Like, how do you even pick good songs anymore, Karen? Like, how do you how are you picking the songs that you're doing now? I mean, we're just, we're just writing, writing like crazy, and that's why there's 16 songs on the record. Because you couldn't decide. <laughs> and yeah. there's, everybody there's gets about four, 20 like, more laying there. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. hard to narrow down, you know. But um, I love this record, and hopefully, everyone will love it, including Hell Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. love the feeling of this record. It's a, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I like track four. Holy S. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's all my favorite curse words. That's all not up. true, people. It's, it's not, not true. true. It's not true. It's, it's not true. It's just a record of cussing titles. I, th- so. I think that's a good you know, When you project. get to track seven, F you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this, because I like to know why, mostly the first and the last song, especially when you do an album, right? Like yeah. why? Because those two songs are... Really, the two that you talk about the most. What do we want to start with? What do we want to end with? Uh, Kimberly, why All Summer as the very first track? All Summer was one of the first songs we recorded for the record after COVID when we finally got back together and started getting in the studio with masks on, which was so weird. Um, so it's one of the first ones we cut, and it kind of set the tone for um, just fun and hopefulness and getting back together and having a good time. So that's why we decided to start the record the same way. Ray, can you play a little bit of that for me? Here is track one. This is all summer. Here I am getting tan, drinking wine on the water, and it's easy and it's fun. If you want it, if I want, I'll be your dream in between. In your meantime, love all summer, all summer. Good, it's a fun start. It's like here we are. We're here again. Yeah, yeah. Having a good here we time. are. We're back. Let's go to the last track, Jimmy. Friends of mine. That's yeah. the last track. Why? 
Uh, this is a song that we wrote right at the end of the Nightfall record. We we had a, a week with Foy Vance, and I don't know if you've ever met that dude, but he's just a magical dude. And we we've written some really great songs with him. And this one um, felt like just even you know coming out of the past few years, there there's just this encouragement for people like you know. Things are getting better. It's the same kind of thing we were talking about with with the beginning at the end. And we thought it would be, uh, when we wrote it, we felt like it was a good closer for a show. Um, almost like a thank you to the fans and an encouragement. And it felt the same for the record. So we ended with that. It's one of my favorite things we've ever cut. Me right. too. Do we have a little bit of Friends of Mine, Ray? Everyone knows in life sometimes. Sounds like in the church. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. Kind of what it yeah, feels like. It's got yeah. a little gospel feel in, yeah. in the whole production of it. Yeah, we had some church in the studio too. Yeah, we, we did. Were, we were having so much fun together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jimmy, since you got the mic up, I want to talk about Rich Man for a second because you wrote this one by yourself. Mm-hmm. I think this is the only song that was singularly written. And so why? Let me play a little bit first. This okay. is number nine, Ray. Rich Man. Yeah, my soul, one thing I know. I ain't looking for a particle. That ain't what this life means to me. Keep my head up high, feet on the ground. Love the ones I'm living now. Life is just that simple to me. Yeah, I'm a rich man. I, I romanticize single rights, Jimmy, where I imagine you wake up at two in the morning and you got something burdening you and you get a glass of milk. <laughs> and you go on to the kitchen table and you, you take out a pen with a quill, a quill from the ink. I, uh... And you grab a notebook <laughs> and you go and you just can't, it all pours out of you. And then, then you walk into your bedroom, you know, your guest room, it's got a little studio in it and you record it and you take it to the guys and you never go to sleep that night and you go, guys, I wrote this song called Rich Man, you play it for them, and they all cry and then they all decide to record it and that to me is how how accurate is that it's exactly how that it, it happened that's it it's that story spread over 10 years oh, well. oh wow many nights yeah. i actually started writing that years. song i think probably around 2009 and it was one of those that i don't know i just couldn't ever settle on that it was finished it wasn't right and it was. It's one that whenever I would sit down at home by myself and with a glass of milk, with a glass of milk, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that it would always come back around. So it's just kind of hung around, and I finally finished it about a year ago. And we were at a, a fr- Karen and I were at a friend's uh, house. Uh, there were a couple of friends over, and uh, one of them was like, "Hey, play me something I haven't heard before." And our, the record is done, by the way, at this point. And so I played it for him, and their reaction was so genuine and um, emotional. M- emotional that Karen and I looked at each other like, well, maybe we should cut one more song. So, <laughs> so we went in three days later and and cut the track, and it's on the record. It was never really going to be until it 
was. Pretty much nailed the emotional part, though, didn't I? They all cried. <laughs> I said, you, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yes, it was all there. Bobby, just spread out a little longer. That's right. When you when we sat down and you said you can't say our song, I thought it was I was thought of a rich man, and I was like, you can't call yourself rich. That's what I was thinking. He can't say not publicly. I not think publicly. we all know you are. That's a secret. Yeah. No. <laughs> I always He's think struggling. it's going away anyway. So. Oh uh, yeah. So yes, uh, when Taylor put out "Better Man from the Vault," right? Because. You know, you guys put out the song. It was a massive song, and it was like, wow, Taylor wrote it and got it to you guys, but then she puts it out herself. Is that cool to you guys? Very. Ah, you, amazing. You, you liked it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, of course. I mean, her fans, you know, she has an army, as we all know, <laughs> of fans. And, you know, there were some that were like, we don't want to hear Karen sing this anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, they, um, yeah. But uh, we don't care. I mean, it's it's incredible. The whole story hey, of that journey it. of that song and to hear her version is, I mean, we got to hear it years ago, you know? And um, yeah, I think it was it was really cool. What's the hardest Little Big Town song to sing? Better Man. <laughs> Better Man's pretty hard. Yeah, Better Man's hard. <clears throat> um where, where if you're not feeling just right, you might not sing it that night because somebody, like what's vocally the most challenging oh, for the group man. to do? We have a few of those for me. Yeah. I'm always, uh, when someone stops loving you is really hard. Yeah. You got to be really accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're very exposed on that one. I mean, we all have a kind of a different one. And so, you know, most of the time we just sing them anyway. <laughs> you just let it rip? You just yeah. go let for it. it. Yeah. Do you ever watch back a clip and go, Two things. One, wow, we are really good. Like on Instagram, somebody tags you, and then, holy crap, that was not good. Like <laughs> to both of those, because yeah. when someone records it from the crowd, oh. it's already losing generation. It's coming tricky. In. But still, like, do you ever hear yourself and go, "We are awesome"? Yes, yes or no? Do you ever do that? I, I have. Yes, I felt okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good. but but because you are. Well, thank, thank you, you thank you. But we have good nights. <laughs> yeah, but then I yeah I just heard something the other day and I was like. Oh crap! Yeah, I and um, and it was like there was so much low end from the fan's phone that you couldn't really hear like what the center of pitch. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like you said, it's like not really a true reading. But that's what I say too when I hear me back. I'm like, there's, a can- there's <laughs> none of this is accurate. Right. <laughs> Wait, they're not laughing at all. That must be some issue with the f- <laughs> the recording of the, the crowd. <laughs> when what's the easiest, most fun song for you guys to sing? Where it doesn't matter if you're sick or not. Like if you you got one that you know you can nail. All the time. What is it? I always say boondocks. Boondocks, yeah. Because we really don't have to sing it. We can just go. Oh, you can hold it out to the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, pontoon's that way, too. Pontoon's like, is an yeah. easy one. Yeah. What's the last performance you guys had where you were nervous at the result? Meaning, all right, we're going to do this either big show or big appearance, and let's hope after we're done, people blank, like like you or the crowd. I don't know. What was the last like big performance where you were nervous? We were in Dublin, Ireland, opening for the Eagles, and it was rainy, On and the stage was slick. And I, I think I was that was the most nervous I had been in a long time. <laughs> yeah, the crowd didn't know us, and we were just like... Ooh, that's unfamiliar, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard. It was, it was daylight, and you're like, well, there's no tricks. There's no <laughs> spotlights. There's no smoke. You know, it's like... Just got to get out there and earn our way. I Remind you of the early artist days, and, right? Yes. If you're going out in the daytime on a, a festival. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was fun, oh. though. I got super nervous at the ACM Honors. because we were singing, Yeah, I'll um, say that, too. We were singing House That Built Me for um, Miranda. You don't want to mess that song up. Well, no, and she's like <laughs> one of our best friends, and she's sitting on the front row. and Along with a lot of 
really famous people. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I don't know. I just got like very okay. Me too. I'm singing. This I would in say front that's my last time where I was yeah. like, woo. And yeah. you think about Hold Alan Shamblin and Tom Douglas hearing their song, um, but yeah, I got a little, a little nervous. The record is out. All 16 tracks. <laughs> Almost a double album, we'd say. It is. We actually it did is. have a double oh album. We had to cut it down. We had to whittle down to 16. It is called Mr. Sun. It is out now. Uh, it, it, listen, I think I've, I've heard probably nine of the 16. Oh, cool. Um, which I think for me is pretty good. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> That's good. I mean, as long as you, you are. Long, long, uh, yeah, long are the days where I'm listening to anything. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but I did try to get to all... I guess I didn't have all the tracks because I got it one of those versions where it's like, here's the band's early new music. And then I think I had to go to the bathroom or something. And I, and I, I refuse to take you guys into the bathroom with me. Thank you. Because I respect you <laughs> too much you. for that. We really appreciate, we appreciate yes. it. Yes. Li I listened to it while I was like working and then I had to go to the bathroom. And sometimes it takes a long time. So I didn't finish it. <laughs> More Taco Bell for you, Bobby Bones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> take your shots, guys. Take your shots. I'm not saying a word. One day I'll be like you guys and be cool. So when uh, I am, when I am don't much worry. much cooler than I, Bobby. Uh, Little Big Town's new record. It's out now. Mr. Sun. You guys go get it. It is. It is I can tell you. Eight of the tracks are wonderful. <laughs> Come on. That's true. I'm being honest here. All right, you guys go stream it. It's there now. Thank you guys for coming in. Always good to see you guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Love y'all. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. And coming in at the number one spot this week, the show found out we were nominated for a CMA award for this year's award ceremony. And we are so excited. Y'all, we couldn't do it without you guys, the listeners who support it, who share the show with their friends and family, who engage with things online, who call into the show. So it's a team effort over here with you all included. And we couldn't be nominated for that award without you all. But we're super stoked around here. And this is just a big uh, congratulations to my fellow show members as well as a big shout out to all of you for supporting us and loving what we do. We we couldn't do it without you guys. So yeah, this had to be in the number one spot because we love y'all. Number one. CMA Awards. It's the big award show. They had the nominations. Here you go. Single of the year. Tell me which of these songs you like the best and that should win the award. Uh, Buy Dirt from Jordan Davis and Buy Luke Bryan. Dirt. Find one you can't live without. Half of My Hometown from Kelsey Ballerini and Kenny Chesney. Half of my hometown, still around, still never Wanted to Be That Girl, Carly Pierce and Ashley McBride. I never wanted to be that girl. Till You Can't, Cody Johnson. If you got a chance, take it. Take it while you got And You Should Probably Leave, Chris Stapleton. Yeah, you should probably leave. Yeah, well, yeah, they're all good. <laughs> so write your answer down, and if we were picking, just by our our votes alone. All right, I'm in. Everybody in? in. Yeah. All right, Amy, who do you have? Uh, yeah, Cody Johnson, Amy, Money Money Mill. That's what? not the name of the song. But okay. <laughs> That's how I picked him. Lunchbox. Cody Johnson, till you can't. Eddie, you should probably leave. Chris Stapleton's jam. I have buy dirt, but that makes Cody Johnson. Woo! The Bobby Bones show. You yeah. Okay, well, he doesn't really get an award for that, but <laughs> this is a category I made up. Best songs, you only know the song title in the lyrics. For example, if I were to say, Beer's on Me, how much of that song can you actually sing? 
Come Oof. on and stay on now. Everybody's got a little something on so their none. mind. So none. So none, actually. Okay, yeah. Eddie, what can you do? <laughs> Nothing, dude. I don't, I don't even what? know the melody to that song. I can do it. Beer's on me. <laughs> All right. That's the first. I'll hit, go hit that. Come on now. Swing on by. Bring whatever's been on your mind. Locals on town. Eddie, can you do Freedom Was a Highway? Yeah. If freedom was a highway. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. You only know that. Yeah. Jimmy Allen or Brad Paisley. And then the other nominees, Gabby Barrett, The Good Ones. Amy, how much of that can you sing? And one of the good ones. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's one of the good ones. Um, and since this isn't real, I'm just going to go ahead and pick uh, Jimmy and Brad Paisley. The winner's freedom was a highway. All right, this is a, a real one. Entertainer of the Year. Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, Carrie Underwood, and Morgan Wallen. Ooh. Like okay. this, if they're being legitimate, it has to be Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen. It just has to be. I'm in. And unless there's something going on, who, you know, they could get, who knows? They're, Luke and Morgan Wallen, they, they're the only two that really should have a chance to win this thing. Uh, okay, go ahead. I go Luke Combs. Amy? Luke Combs. Eddie? Man, Morgan Wallen, when he came to town, that was the hottest ticket ever. So you got to give that to Morgan Wallen. Lunchbox? Luke Combs. Yeah, just because I think Luke played stadiums. I mean, he he canceled a show, sort of, still played, gave his best, but refunded every money because his throat. Yeah, by the yeah, way, but his... he didn't play, though, because the entertainer. No, he no, play. he played. He did he, play. He did play. He finished the show. But he didn't sing because his throat hurt. No, he, he still did sang. He sang just he not as it. well as he did <laughs> yeah. usually. That, that's, like, that's, that's entertainer. Okay. Yeah, that's entertainer. Okay, so, and then let's do a couple of the fake categories. Uh, best songs that Bobby will not say the title to. Ooh. Oh, I yeah, got I know it. one. All right, that one from Scotty McCreary that's called what, Amy? Damn Straight. Correct. Damn Straight. There's one from Eric Church. Eddie, do you know this one? Uh, Hell yeah. Close. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It's about a view. Oh, hell of a view. Hell of a view. Hell of a view. Yeah. And then Little Big Town. Eddie, do you know their new one? Huh. You just said it for Eric Church. Hell yeah? Yeah. <laughs> really? Hell yeah, I go get drunk on all right, and the winner is Scotty McCurry. There you go. It has to be. Damn. All right, the new category, the fake category, most overplayed song on the radio. Oh, man. Uh, Walker Hayes, Fancy Like. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter, Thinking About You. I was just thinking about that weekend and I'm coming in. Or Jason Aldean and Carrie Underwood, If I Didn't Love You. If I didn't love you, I'd be so it's a fake category, but we're going to vote. We made it up ourselves. Most overplayed. All right, you guys good? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a simple one. Got it written down. Lunchbox. Fancy like. Eddie? If I didn't love you, dude, I heard that all the time. Dude, me too. When that started again, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, just there. And it's a good song, but we heard it so much. Yep. As soon as Ray played that clip, I was that ugh, came on again. Amy? Yep, if I didn't love you. Yeah, if I didn't love you, I'd be good. Dear God, save us. <laughs> It was a good song the first 10,000 times. Uh, final category, a number one song you forgot was ever a number one. Meaning it just kind of came and went, and if it's played, you go, oh yeah, I remember that, but eh. Uh, Michael Ray, Whiskey and Rain. Yeah, Whiskey and Rain, coming down, coming down. 
when you hear it again, you remember and go, oh, that was good. You also forget it's Michael Ray. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Parmalee, take my name. So take my hand, let me make you mine. I'm too weak to take or Lee Bryce, Memory I Don't Mess With. That's a memory I don't mess with. The girl I was the best. Those songs came and went. <laughs> Why? <laughs> really quick. Those first yeah. two were jam. I mean, they're yeah. all good, but... Amy, say what you mean. I mean what you say. Yeah, yeah go ahead. You're on yeah. the backtrack. Well, the first yeah, yeah. two, I like them all, but the first two I really enjoyed, and it's sad they weren't here longer. Okay. So the number one song you forgot was the number one, Amy. Yours is going to be Lee Bryce? No, it's going to be Whiskey and Rain. I forgot. I don't think you understand the category. Oh, I guess I don't. Eddie? <laughs> yeah, Michael Ray, dude, my boy. I mean, yeah. that's, 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 I get it. that's my dude. And it, it's, it happens to me with all of his songs. I'm like, that's Michael Ray again? Oh, yeah, that was good. But you, I, I don't think you guys get the category. Yeah, they don't get the category. Lunchbox, you can decide the whole winner here. Go ahead. It's Lee Bryce. You had no idea that's the number one song. Yeah. That's the point there. Oh. And Amy said it, and then she goes, and I go Michael Ray. Oh, and then Eddie goes, my boy Michael Ray. Yeah, you know wow. what, though? I think it's just how you look at it. You yeah. know, Eddie and I look think differently. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay, well, con- uh, congratulations to everybody who was nominated for CMA, and that's it. We were nominated for show, which is cool, and we made sure that everybody's name, including the, the building cleaners, the... People that come in and fix our equipment, people we wave out on the street, they were all listed. Oh, I mean, I saw the box. names and I was like, what are we doing? Well, we don't want any controversy here, and why not? Why not? So like, it was like Bobby, Amy, Eddie, Lunchbox, Scuba Steve, Mike D, Abby, it, uh, you know, Morgan. Elena, Carlos. <laughs> it was everybody. <laughs> Barry. Ray. It's a yeah. team effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. What's we'll, see if, we'll see if we win. If we don't win... Like we're not happy about it. All right, is that it? Yeah, I, I need to go check out the list. Okay. Yeah, you were on there. Don't worry. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, that's it for me this weekend on the best bits. I hope you enjoyed it. Listening back to all these segments from the show this week. If you want to see some more, there's a lot of content up at bobbybones.com or on our social media at Bobby Bones Show. And of course, make sure you check out best bits. Part one, which is my personal favorite part of this podcast, where I bring on a show member and we kind of talk about these segments, but not really. We talk about life and a lot of things going on and random conversations and questions that I like to have answered. And there was even a question I asked Ray on the best bits this weekend that he pled the fit to or pled the shot. I don't know how you want to put it, but it was a great interview and it was super fun to talk to Ray and catch up on live. So be sure to check that out while you have some time this weekend. I love y'all. Thank you guys for always listening and engaging and also like talking to me on social media about the best bits. That's so fun for me. So love you guys. Thank you. Make sure you follow me at webgirlmorgan. I'll see y'all later. Have a good weekend. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.